Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of Matt's Goes to the Movies. Thanks for joining me today, and a little bit of a break in between here, but getting back into it here in the month of January with another themed month here, and that theme is mostly going to be, minus one caveat, is comic book movies, and not just any comic book movies, but ones that are considered mostly bad by critics, by audiences, but some of them that I just really enjoy because they're so bad, you can't help but laugh at them. Uh, One of those episodes is, well, one of those movies, I should say, is covered in this episode, and that's going to be Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer. Now, during this month, like I said, this is going to be comic book movie month here in January, but the one switch will be coming up on January 9th, where I will be covering The Matrix Resurrections with Rob, who listeners will know very well from a ton of previous episodes. He just released a brand new episode on the extended universe of Matt Goes to the Movies podcast for the Boondock Saints, uh, an episode I'm insanely jealous over because that is one of my top five favorite movies of all time, but... Rob and his brother Eric did an absolutely fantastic job with that episode. And if you haven't checked that out yet, please download that episode because it is really, really good. A lot of great insights into that movie. So going back to what we were talking about, uh, The Matrix Resurrections, we will be recording on the 9th of this month, followed up by the following movies. Now, We're going to record these episodes on these days. I am going to try and get them uploaded on the same day. Uh, Based on scheduling, though, and what time we'll be recording them, it might take a day or two to get them loaded. But all of these episodes will be up in the month of January. So after The Matrix Resurrections, it will be Catwoman, Daredevil, Batman and Robin, Spawn and Ghost Rider will be rounding out the month of January for comic book movie month. So, like I said, mostly movies that are considered flops and terrible by critics, by audiences. Uh, But a couple of them in there that I actually really enjoy watching uh, because they're so bad and kind of a guilty pleasure. And one of them is this one that I'm doing today, Rise of the Silver Surfer. The original cast is back, which I thought they actually have a really good chemistry together. And some newcomers, too. Trailer looked really good for it, but unfortunately it's not what I was expecting. But as years went by and I just kind of developed a different, you know, appreciation for certain movies and emotions that they, you know, got from me, I started to like this movie a little bit more, so... With all of that being said, what I'm going to do here is I'm going to get into the watch rating segment of the show. Now, watch rating, if you're a first-time listener, watch rating is based on three categories. It's very simple. Three categories go. High is the movie so good that you want to rewatch it multiple times based on a variety of factors. Is it funny, the visual, the acting, etc.? Medium. It's got some redeeming qualities, can pull you back in for a rewatch. Maybe you're sitting with some buddies or it's on the TV and you're just kind of rewatching it as you're going about your day. Or low, terrible movie, it has no reason to be rewatched. And for me, 
Rise of the Silver Surfer is actually a high on the watch rating for a couple of reasons. Not because it's good, not because the story or the acting or the script is airtight. It's because it's just, it's so dumb and there's so many liberties that are taken with this movie. It's one big commercial for anything that was popular at the time that this movie came out. But it is just like the ultimate form of turn your brain off and just watch the TV. And like I said, when this movie first came out, I was like, my God, this is terrible. What did they do? Not that the first Fantastic Four was like, you know, really all that great. But I at least appreciated what they were trying to do with that movie. And in this one, man, it it's just so idiotic some of the choices that are made and some of the the actual things that are shot on screen. But again, as time went by and I just developed a different kind of way of looking at movies, I actually love watching Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer. So, like I said, my watch rating for this movie is high. Now, before we get into the next segment, at Matt Goes to the Movies, this is where it will be spoilers. So for some reason, if you've never watched Rise of the Silver Surfer, you don't want to be spoiled to this movie, go ahead, pause the episode, um, go watch it. If you have Peacock, you can actually watch this movie right now with your Peacock subscription. Um, I would mention, I, I would recommend that you do watch it. Like I said, I find it actually very, very enjoyable now. So... We are going to get into Popcorn Time at Matt Goes to the Movies. Popcorn Time, breakdown, summary of the movie, main characters, themes, any relatable messages. What's my favorite part? What's my least favorite part of this movie? And what I will say is the first thing, I think you can tell by the title of the movie, it is called Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer. Uh, we're gonna get, you know, we're gonna get the Silver Surfer. We thought we are getting Galactus, a form of him, and like I said, all the main, all the main characters came back from the first one. Uh, Ian, I'm probably gonna pronounce it wrong. Uh, Grufford, Jessica Elba, Chris Evans, Michael Chiklis, um, you know, some really interesting, you know. Choices were made with these characters when they came back. Uh, we get Lawrence Fush Fishburne voicing the Silver Surfer, which I actually thought was really good. So the main summary of this movie is the Silver Surfer comes to Earth to herald Galactus to come consume this planet. Doctor Doom makes a reappearance, which is one of, again, the flaws of this movie. Not that he makes an appearance, but the fact that he would even... The way he's brought into this movie and the way he's allowed to just kind of be around is really, really dumb. It's lazy screenwriting, and that's, like, the biggest problem with it. So, the biggest problem with this movie, if you're watching it as, like, a whole and not just saying, okay, whatever, it's, it's stupid, but it's funny stupid to me, is part of, you know, like I just said with Doctor Doom. So... It starts off with Reed and Sue. They're going to be getting married. And the first scene of the movie is the Fantastic Four being told that they've overbooked a flight on an airline. And they're going to ride coach. Now, 
the Fantastic Four is like a well-known entity in this universe. The city knows them. They're all over the news. Like, there's absolutely no way that this airline would kick the Fantastic Four, you know, back to coach. They would have done something else, but it's written in the script as a gag and it, like as a joke, which, again, now it's funny because I just go, ha, whatever. But when you're looking at this movie from a standpoint of does it make sense, things like that don't make sense. It doesn't make sense that later on in the movie when Victor Von Doom comes back, he's just allowed in by the U.S. government. Like, the guy was a terrorist. He attacked the city, but no, he's just allowed back in. He's allowed to do tests on the Silver Surfer's board, and they're like, oh, under armed supervision. Like, come on. You know what this guy's capable of. There's no reason that they should have had him just wandering around by himself to eventually turn on the Fantastic Four and on the people that brought him in for help. There's also the very, very typical, you know, torture scientist that when they capture the Silver Surfer, they have ways of making him talk. It's all just incredibly cliche writing, things that are just done for the sake of a joke. It happens again when they're first, when they're going to, go trap the Silver Surfer when they actually are successful at it. The general that is leading this operation and Reed, who know each other, get into this pissing contest about, you know, oh, you never played football, Reed. I'm the quarterback, and you and your band of freaks. Like, the whole world is at stake, and just this stupid, ridiculous dialogue, which... Sorry, I I hate to say things like this. Uh, Tim Story, you know, directs this movie. And, you know, he doesn't do the script, but he has... I've watched everything that he does, and I just... I do not care for his directing style. And I think he's just not good at, at these movies. So, I don't think he brings anything creative or interesting two comic book movies uh with his directing style he's very bland to me it's the least common denominator uh, i hate to rip on him because i mean you know i'm not sitting here directing movies so i'm not saying i would be any better it just his style does not really do anything for me one of the other things that is like a main focus point of this movie is Johnny gets into an altercation with the Silver Surfer, which is... I'm going to kind of combine parts of this segment here, Popcorn Time. Usually I do, like, favorite parts of the movie, you know, towards the end of the segment, but I'm going to incorporate in what I'm talking about here. Johnny gets into a chase with the Silver Surfer. Reed and Sue are going to be married. The Silver Surfer appears. Johnny chases him. It is one of the like coolest scenes in the movie. It was shown in the trailer a bunch, so there wasn't a ton of surprise to it, but it is a really well-done scene. I think it actually works really well. The chase is fun. The surfer effects are really cool. Again, Lawrence Fishburne as the Silver Surfer for the voice is really, really good. He sounds intimidating, and his look is really cool. I you know commend them for pulling that off. I, I mean, it's a silver guy in a surfboard, but... 
We've seen them do absolutely terrible things with comic book characters and their costumes before. But I think the Silver Surfer looked really good. He sounded really good. And this scene with Johnny chasing him is really well done. And at one point, the Surfer actually grabs Johnny and brings him up into outer space, tosses him back down to Earth. Johnny is, you know, none the worse for wear, so to speak, after his encounter with the Surfer, because the Surfer doesn't really need to hurt anybody or kill anybody. He's just here to get the planet prepped for Galactus and... You know, these things in his way are just a nuisance. They're not really a challenge to him because he's super, super powerful. His fan of the comic books will know. But what happens when he touches Johnny is it, you know, turns Johnny's molecules inside out, so to speak. And now whenever he touches one of his partners from the Fantastic Four, he absorbs their powers. You first learn this because he goes to walk out of the building and Sue goes to touch him. She turns on fire, and it's again a com- uh, you know a comedic relief. Which, quick sidebar, I'm not sure what they did with Jessica Elba's eyes in this movie, but it looks like they're like in a fight to escape her head. It's really really odd. Um, it, she just looks completely different in this movie than she does in the first one. And I know time had gone by, but it's like a character choice. You can tell that. They did things to her, like her character in this movie, to change her look. And it's not, it doesn't work well at all. Um, So you have that, you have the fact that the Fantastic Four in this movie are going to break up, which is supposed to cause drama, but it really just plays for laughs. The only real thing that I think like works from this movie from a actual like good filmmaking standpoint is the relationship uh relationship relationship between Vanessa and Ben Grimm. Uh Carrie Washington plays Vanessa. She is a, you know, comic book fan, you'll know her. She is a blind individual who has a relationship with Ben. Their relationship actually feels very, very, like, real, wholesome. When Ben talks about her, it's actually really well done. I actually think that's probably one of the, like, actually good parts of this movie. Their relationship is is really fun to actually watch. I really did enjoy that. Towards the end, too, I do think Johnny gets some pretty good character development. It's it's hard, though, because throughout the entire movie, he's just a jackass who is too concerned about still being a hotshot. He, you know, chases one of these military officers who he thinks is cute. He does this gag where he comes out of the shower and, like, makes his body steam as she's trying to get him and the message at the end of the movie is terrible because all he does is pursue this girl shows no personality traits that are like redeemable at all and at the end of the movie he's still with her so it's just like this really horrible message that i think this movie sends but i mean it was per the case back in 2000 jeez when did this movie come out think I should know this my mind's drawing a blank here but uh 2007 when this movie came out but that was part of the course for you know those kind of movies so he's 
pretty bad in this movie. Towards the end, I do think he gets, you know, he has a pretty good conversation in the bar with Ben about like how, you know, what would he want to do if these were his last days because the Fantastic Four finds out that seven days after the surfer arrives, um, the planet dies. So they're trying to figure out if they are going to go, how would they like to spend their last days? There's some some pretty good dialogue there in conversations. But uh, again, his he's not portrayed very well, and I don't like the message it sends at the end of the movie. But one of the biggest disappointments of this movie for a lot of fans when it first came out is the representation of Galactus, who I was okay. Like during the movie, um, he is okay. So he is a giant storm cloud that travels the vast, you know, emptiness of space and goes planet to planet. Now you see like little glimpses of him. Like he goes over a planet and you can see his helmet in the shadows, but he is a giant storm cloud. When they show him going to destroy Earth, it's a giant storm cloud. And up until that point, I was okay with Galactus being this storm cloud that was traveling through. And I thought maybe they'd do something like the ultimate version, where it's a hive mind of ships that form Galactus. Or they actually just kind of show him maybe him talking in this movie because I know they had ideas for a Silver Surfer spinoff and they really wanted to show Galactus in all of his like glory in that movie and didn't want to give away, you know, too much in this Fantastic Four movie when he would be getting his own. But that was one of the really, really, you know, focal points of this movie was we're going to get to see Galactus and something that really disappointed fans. I think they could have shown at least a version of him in this movie. We didn't have to get him in all his glory, but again, these little short glimpses of him in the storm cloud really just does not do anything at all. Uh, Dr. Doom comes back. I've talked about that. One thing I will say about him is he has a kick-ass costume in this movie. I really wish we would have seen more of it. It is so much better than his first, you know, the first suit in the movie is uh, in Fantastic Four is a classic design, but this one, all silver with the dragon symbols on the chest plate. This outfit is so cool. I wish we would have gotten more shots of it. He's taken out relatively quickly in this movie after he gets the Silver Surfer's board. Um, I, I wish we could have gotten more of him in this costume because it was really, really well done. I thought it was super cool. I, I really don't have a lot of favorite moments from this movie. It's all kind of like, again, now I say this is a high rating, but I don't have favorite parts. I just kind of watch this and laugh at the decisions of, again, it's just a marketing campaign back when, you know, oh, it's a Hemi and things like that. There's logo patches all over the one design outfit for the Fantastic Four when Johnny wants to get them with new uniforms. Like, everything is just a, a commercial in this. And I just sit there and I I laugh at the dialogue, the situations that they're put in, how the script is written for the sake of jokes. And when you're trying to look at this from a logical standpoint, it makes no sense how these characters act. But it all leads to it being incredibly funny and amusing that this is a movie that came out. So, but there's not any really good parts of the movie as a whole. 
the chase scene with Silver Surfer and Johnny Storm. The Human Torch is really good. I do like when Doom puts on the outfit and takes over the Surfer's board. That scene is pretty fun with the Fantastic Car flying around. Logically, again, it makes no sense how they get from one part of the globe to the other. It's just really, really bad when you look at this from an actual logistical standpoint with this movie. It's terrible. Uh, if I had to say my least, like, a least favorite scene in the movie would really be the fact of getting to the end and seeing that Galactus was legitimately just going to be a storm cloud. That's when the disappointment really just kicked in and was like, oh, boy, they... They really just went with a storm cloud. Like, that is... Hmm. Okay. Interesting interesting decision. So, that's all I really have to say about the movie in terms of the story and what I think of it. So, we're going to get into roll credits here. Now, roll credits for listeners. Again, if you're a first-time listener, uh, you know, thanks for stopping by the show and listening to this episode. Hopefully it makes you want to check out other episodes for, for Matt goes to the movies, but roll credits, any interesting facts about the film box office records, anything behind the scenes or anything like that. And, you know, one of the things behind the scenes is this was supposed to be, um, there was supposed to be a third film for this. There was supposed to be a planned silver surfer spinoff, but there actually was a conflict between the director and Jessica Elber, uh, Jessica Elba. Uh, the producers of the movie had a really hard time finding a director for the Silver Surfer spinoff, and it just went nowhere. Um, and it went to ended up being rebooted with Fantastic Four in 2015, which I would have loved to cover during this month. But that movie is so bad, I just I can't ever watch that movie again. It's one of the worst things I've I've ever seen um, for a superhero for a superhero movie. It is atrocious what came out in 2015. So this was supposed to have a third movie. They were hoping to get a Silver Surfer spinoff, but just could not happen. This actually too was the number one movie in its first week at the box office, but it quickly dropped and ended up. Uh, even though when this movie was first announced and it was, the trailer came out, people had some high hope, uh, for this movie, but it ended up making less than the original Fantastic Four movie. And it just really, really killed any chance to, of this movie getting any kind of sequel to it. So nothing really else to sit there and talk about. There's nothing really interesting behind the scenes for the film, um, you know, it didn't do any kind of box office records or anything like that. So what we'll do is we'll get on to the rating system. Now, the rating system is different from watch rating. Watch rating is, can you rewatch this movie? The actual rating system is what I grade this movie on between one and five reels here at Matt Goes to the Movies. And this movie overall, when I judge it as a movie, is a two. It is not a good movie I, for all of the reasons I've listed throughout this episode. Script, directing, the portrayal of Galactus, how characters act in this movie, which, again, is part of the script. 
it just it is not a good film. It was made as like an advertisement for everything that was popular in 2007 at the sake of having a good story. So even though the watch rating is high, if this movie is on, I will watch it because it's just funny. But in terms of a movie rating, it is a two out of five reels for me. So that is going to do it for this episode for Rise of the Silver Surfer. Again, really excited to be bringing these comic book movies to Matt Goes to the Movies in January. It is going to be a lot of fun because some of these I have some really, really opinionated thoughts on some of the movies that I am going to be reviewing. Again, one little break in this comic book movie uh, month of January will be The Matrix Resurrections uh, on the 9th coming up with Rob, which will be a lot of fun. Really interested to get into that movie. I'm actually going to go back and watch it for a second time before that, see if any of my thoughts have changed. But until then... You know, listeners, thank you for being with the show. Last month was really kind of crazy going through all of the Spider-Man episode uh, movies, uh, the Tobey Maguire ones, the Andrew Garfield ones, culminating with No Way Home, which was an absolute blast, a crazy movie theater experience for me, uh, and a movie that I have actually kicked to the top of my MCU list as my number one film uh, for what the MCU has done. I absolutely love that movie, love being able to do that episode. Listeners have really, you know, gravitated towards that episode, really good downloads for that one. So thank you to everybody who's checked that out. Continue to support the show. You can check out the you know, official website. It'll be linked in the show notes. Go there, subscribe, get all future updates. Interact with the show on email. That's in the link too, but it's the show's, basically, it's the show's name, but in initial forms. So it's mgttmpodcast at gmail.com. Again, subscribe, like, interact, Facebook, Instagram, uh, the TikTok channel. Leave your comments, leave your reviews on Podchasers. All of those things help this show hopefully get better for listeners and continue to bring in new listeners to the show. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time on Matt Goes to the Movies.